The Week 13 Recap and Monday Night Football Down Bombs edition of the Bottom Line Bombs on Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk-free bet up to $500 over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Bet Rivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Bet Rivers. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download the Game Time app today and use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. And with that, we will now begin the show that is called The Bottom Line Bobs. And I have a theme song that makes it official. Here it is. Yes! Hello and welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. It's Monday, December 4th. I am CJ Sullivan, your host, the Bet Detective, also known as the Man in the Box. Yeah, <laughs> and here we go. As the comments light up, you're part of the C block. ER already in here with bombs. You're damn right. You're getting some bombs. Come into my you come into my comment section with bomb emojis. You're getting bomb sound effects. How about that? Um, how about that? You like that? You like that? You like that? Uh, welcome to today's show. You get a um. We're gonna be recapping the week. Of NFL Week 13, of course. I'll even talk a little college football with the playoff systems. That's fun. When when anyone, everyone, everyone gets upset, that's a story I like. I don't care what side you're on. If you're upset, I want to hear about it, and I'll get upset with you. That sounds great. We'll also do, uh, of course, a man in a box segment about other things about uh, occupational videos. Maybe Matt Rife, ESPN, of course, involved a lot. And we have Monday Night Football tonight. I'll get to that very soon because I know it's time sensitive. With Jacksonville and Cincinnati playing tonight, the line is 10 and 40, which is pretty great. Um, Chris Bivens, welcome to the chat, said had him and the wife cracking up with that Kenny Rogers story. It's a legendary story. RIP to the gambler, Kenny Rogers. Thank you as much. Uh, Eric Terman says he's inebriated as usual. How's it going, CJ? All right, Eric Terman. Well, it is you're out in the East Coast, I probably, I assume, I assume. I knew, actually, I know who he is. He's out in this area. He's out in the East Carolina, or Coastal Carolina, whatever. In East Coast, it's almost 5 o'clock. Here, it's just under 2 o'clock. We started a little bit late. Not too late. Because uh, the C block got started a little late. Because college football experience, that show got going. I mean, Colby. You know he wasn't going to be happy with the with the with the, with the play with the committee's decisions, um, but we'll talk we'll talk a little committee in a little bit because I I love it I love that just because how angry everyone is. I mean, what my overall opinion before I get to it is: what do you expect? It's college football. It's the dirtiest scandal. It's just pure scumbaggery. Anyway. Anyway, other than that, I had a good weekend. <laughs> I was in Dallas, Texas. 
the hated Dallas, Texas of uh, doing, doing fun shows at club hyenas with TJ Miller and uh, met a couple baseball pitchers. They came out, they became fans of the show. I don't want even want to drop names because we were doing bad things. Just kidding. We weren't doing bad things. We were doing fine, fun comedy, eventful things. Anyway, um, Dallas was fun. I did not see where JFK got shot. I did want to do that. I never got around to it. Uh, I was standing near one SMU's uh, SMU's uh, campus. SMU, congrats to them for winning their conference championship. That gave them nothing. They were they the the committee took liberty over them. Why did they take liberty? Because they said, oh, they won all their games, but they had the worst schedule in the country. Yeah, but they played who's in front of them. You got to play who's in front of you. Cool. What about for Florida State? Ah, uh, yeah, no, fuck them. Yeah, that, we don't mean that for Florida State. We mean that for uh, teams that were not associated with a TV contract. See, ESPN said we have to put Alabama in. Anyway, <laughs> let's get past that. Uh, it was a fun weekend. I got a little high. I brought a bunch of edibles. I, I got, did so many edibles and I left them there. I'm not too happy about that. They do a lot of barbecue in Texas, speaking of which. Good God. And I take my barbecue very seriously. That's why, that's why I like Texas. I didn't mind Dallas, even though I hate the Cowboys and there's a lot of Cowboy gear there everywhere. I, I gave it a pass. I push it to the side because the people are good people. They came out to the shows. Anyone comes to see the show, I love you. But their barbecue, they do take uh, briskets everywhere. What are you having eggs? I like brisket. What are you having waffle? Waffle brisket. Have some brisket with it. It's brisket with everywhere. Brisket tacos. Brisket fucking sushi. But that being said, and their barbecue sauce is good. I take it seriously. They have they have barbecue. They got barbecue places out there where the whole the whole goal is just to wait in line for hours. Like the food's good, but like ah, you sit in there, you bring your lawn chair, you sit, you meet a partner, you meet a neighbor, you talk to some neighbors, and you wait three hours, and you get yourself a fucking brisket on the cob. What the fuck is brisket on the cob? It's brisket cooked, slow cooked for 73 hours. Todd Morris, welcome to the chat. You got a bomb. I'll tell you how seriously I do take my barbecue, though. I was at a place, like in LA, they don't, they, there's a couple, there's a couple good barbecue places in LA, but they're people from like Texas or Kansas or some shit. Shit, you know, they come out here and they start. That's the only way there's a good place. But you go to somebody's house. Like I, I, I got, I got, I went to this guy's house. It was like a Fourth of July party. I forget what it was. Some kind of summer barbecue. He pulled out a bottle of barbecue sauce with a white guy on the label. No, thank you. I left immediately. Get me the hell out of there. What is this amateur hour? I want a guy named Stubbs on that sauce. Or Ray. Baby Ray. Sweet Ray. Any Ray. Any Ray will do. Get the fuck away from my ribs, Paul Newman. All right? You go to the end of the table with the salads where you belong. Get out of... Get out of the barbecue area. We'll we'll even let you we'll even let you be uh do that salsa where you put that racist sombrero on you. I don't know how they I don't know how they get away with that. 
They cancel all these. They cancel all these fictional mascots, but they're not canceling Paul Newman with a sombrero and a mustache because he goes like, ah, well, he was good on you know, he's good in the Sting. We'll let him. We'll let him stick with that salsa. <laughs> he's in a toga for his for his Roman Italian dressing shit. He's fucking hilarious. Mark Vale says Doctor Hoagley Wiggly's Van Eyes is the best. All right, I'll have to check that out for sure. I'm going to write that down. Like, oh, and, and JC from KC is in the house. Welcome, C. Generates. You got a buy. Anyway, where was I? Yeah, that was Dallas, Texas. Anyway, I got so high, I brought back some barbecue sliders. This is a true story. And then, and then I'll get to the Monday Night Football real quick. <laughs> and then we'll, take, then we'll get into the show. Uh... I was pretty stoned, and I wanted to reheat these barbecue sliders in my hotel room, and I put them in. Uh, I thought I was heating them up in a microwave, but it turned out to be the safe. You know how you get a safe in every room? It looked. I thought it was a microwave, and I put it in there, and, um, well, let's just say they're still in the safe. I don't know the combination that I put it. I, I know I locked them in there. So, so the, whoever the next guest is that figures out my stoned Da Vinci code is going to open it up and find a, what they think will be a very valuable brisket slider sitting inside their safe. Like, why did he leave this here? Was there? This must be a clue. There must be a clue in these brisket sliders. Why would he keep them in a safe? Well. Maybe they are valuable. Who knows? Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's a true story. Good times in Dallas is what I'm trying to say. I had a good, good, good times in Dallas, Texas. Uh, anyway, let's get to tonight's Monday Night Football game. Jacksonville, Cincinnati. The line is 10 over under 40. Jake Browning did not look good last week. Um, The old Washington Husky, maybe he's maybe he's motivated by Washington Huskies. Uh, comments are coming in fast and furious. Should I wait? Should I, should I pop that? now? let me let me pop that into the break. All the people are talking. People, I knew I should have told that safe story up top because people are getting excited. Todd Morris says hopefully they didn't charge you for using that safe. He left a Hawaiian shirt in as a joke in Vegas, and they charged me. Well, I can see you charging for a Hawaiian shirt for sure. Because now you now they know what to do to get rid of it. Well, the safe. See, see, that's the beauty. If you want to leave leave something, you have to leave it in the safe. They 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 won't know forever. You know, who knows when it's going to come out? <laughs> could be could be years from now before someone uses that safe. In fucking Dallas, and then you know. Anyway, that's not the point. Let's just break down. Uh, Cincinnati, Jacksonville. Uh, the line is ten. That's a lot of points. Jacksonville should win. I mean, Cincinnati's defense is not good. Browning does not look good, but they won't be as bad as they were last week versus Steelers with that quarterback. So I'm going to take Cincinnati. I'm going to detonate. We're going to take the 10 with Cincinnati. On Monday Night Football, they've had a lot to. Uh, they got T. Higgins coming back. They're going to be a little more healthy. We're going to bomb that. Bengals plus 10. We'll give that out. But I also have a ladder for you boys. E. Arbo likes the Trevor Lawrence passing yards ladder. You know, I kind of don't, I don't, listen, 246 and a half, I don't mind it. Although if you do, if, if I was going to do a Trevor Lawrence ladder, which I'm not against, I wouldn't mind that rushing ladder. 
he can run the ball. And the Bengals do give up a lot of rushing yards to uh, quarterbacks. Let me see what his rushing yards. Well, let me see what his rushing ladder is. His over under is 16 and a half. Woo, boy. Look at this Trevor Lawrence rushing ladder. You got, man, I don't have to play that. At 37 yards, it's 224. 47 yards plus 490. 57 yards is 10 to 1. And 67 yards is 21 to 1. For Trevor Lawrence, bomb that, huh? That's exciting. But no, the latter I am actually going to give out, and I do like that one too. Why not play that? Is Joe Mixon receiving yards? Now, we were successful with this with the Kamara reception ladder. Remember, if you recall that, let me pull out the ladder. For anyone watching, we got the big ladder that I brought from Petco. Uh, <laughs> I go to Petco every weekend. That's what the man in the box does when he leaves the box. He goes to he goes to Petco out down on La Brea, and he goes to the most unhinged place, a parking lot in the world on a Friday night. Is a Petco parking lot where pet owners who do not give a shit about human beings park diagonally, perpendicularly. They leave the car running. And I have a fun little conversation with everyone over there at Petco. I made up this bird that I ha- that I do not own. I call him Barry. Barry's got a big personality. Like, how's Barry doing? Ah, oh, he's good. He wants a new ladder, though, because I buy new ladders there every every other week to spice it up here. So here's the ladder I'm going to run. And then I'll get to, <laughs> I'll talk about Petco. Then I got to take a quick break. Because uh, they, they do have a nice community. I will say this about the pet owners. They're a very nice community at Petco on Friday, and they've accepted me. Even though my lie about this bird that I own, that I don't own, that I say that I own, is getting away from me a little bit. Um, <laughs> I was gonna buy a bird just to like, so I don't have to play the lie. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll buy a bird. So I'm like, keep lying about having to buy all these bird ladders, but they're like fucking fifteen hundred dollars. These little bastards. Fuck that. Anyway, uh, I like Joe Mixon receiving. Much like the Kamara receiving with check down car, Browning, he's going to be in a lot of, a lot of pressure. He, he's going to check down a lot, I believe. His Mixon's receiving yards is 19 and a half. We're going to go over that, bomb that. And his reception total is two and a half. We'll bomb that over both of those. But we, when we go to the ladder, when we climb the ladder, we'll start off with Joe Mixon over four and a half receptions is plus 230. Then we go over five and a half receptions. The next step of the ladder, if we want to, uh, you know, get we get to the top of the fridge, get the peanut butter down, that's plus 460. And now, if we go all the way to the top rung of this ladder, and this is very achievable, get to the roof, put the Christmas lights up, if you will, get, get on that rooftop, over six and a half receptions, that's seven catches for Joe Mixon, plus 900. That's nine to one, bomb that! And there it is. There's your Joe Mixon ladder. Let me rock that. Let me rock that. There we go. <laughs> I have some stickers on there anyway. Um, all right. That's the Joe Mixon receptions ladder. I'd also don't mind a Trevor Lawrence rushing ladder. E.R. likes a Trevor Lawrence passing ladder. Listen, any ladder chatter I'm all about. I'm the leader when it comes to the ladder. You can't spell leader without ladder. Maybe you can. Actually, I don't know if that works out. You need an extra D, I, I think. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is... Get on top of that ladder, and we're going to have a fun time. Man, I went a little long on that one, but it's all right, because I have to talk to you about Bet Rivers. We're brought to you today by Bet Rivers. It's available in over 14 states, plus Ontario, Canada. 
It's got some of the best live betting markets in the space. Their betting menu is second to none, including a ton of props. My bet Rivers play of the day is, well, I just said it. Joe Mixon, over two and a half receptions. Sign up using our link to get a risk-free bet up to $500. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash betrivers at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash betrivers. Problem gambling? Yeah, you do. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Anyway, we are back on the bottom line bombs. Sorry, I went a little bit long there. Bottom line bird, Todd Morse says. I like that, BLB. Bottom line birds. Um, 20% off. He says also, so you should get a bird for the show. I wouldn't mind getting a bird for the show. Get a little bottom line bird for the show. That's why I said bottom line bird. I do a show in Laguna Beach occasionally um, at this place. This restaurant, Mozambique, I think it's called. They have parrots and toucans and shit outside. Those are expensive, exotic birds. And they're the birds that, like, talk shit to you. And they talk and they're like, and they repeat you because they're smart. They're real jerks, though. And I always said, parrots wouldn't be such assholes if they tasted better. But they know they don't taste good, so they know we're not going to eat them. But if they tasted better, yeah, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be such jerks, and they are. So I'll go out there and I'll do notes, and, and they'll, they they make fun of you. They mimic you. I, I did this groan because I came out as a comedy show. I'm like, oh, I don't even realize I do these groans. I'm just how I'm naturally miserable. And the parrot... The fucking toucan immediately mimicked it. It was pretty funny, actually. He was like, like, hey. Hey there, toucan Sam. He's like, what, you pieces? Yeah, I know your I know your material. Anyway. Bottom line, birds. Let's do it. <laughs> Teach a bird to do Uncle Kevin's like, now that would be incredible. Todd Moore says I should teach the bird to do Uncle Kevin's line. If you can get a bird to go. How about those Giants, baby? You bet your ass. How about them Giants, baby? Huh? You bet your ass. How <laughs> about them Giants, baby? Huh? You bet your ass. All right. Speaking of Uncle Kevin and guys like that and like myself. <laughs> Let's get into the NFL Week 13 recap a little bit. And with the game of the week, that was supposed to be the game of the week, but was a fucking blowout, and that was Eagles 49ers. But, listen, I'm an Eagle fan. I like San Fran minus three in that game. It was a bad situational spot. Even despite the situation, it didn't matter. I mean, the Niners were clearly, clearly the better team. That Eagles defense is in trouble. It was a bad schedule spot for sure. It was the third game in 13 days for Philly. San Fran's been off since Thanksgiving. They've been they had this game circled all year round since the NFC Championship Revenge game with the Brock Purdy injury. They, they better have won that game the way they were fucking crying all year. And they did. They destroyed them. No doubt about that. They they absolutely ran rough shot on them. But who cares? How fun was this story with Big Dom the security guard? Now that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. That's some fucking football. Tommy DeVito's dad, Yarbrough wants to know. Is that Tommy DeVito's dad now? That's my Uncle Kevin, buddy. But is Big Dom Tommy DeVito? If you, if you can see the thumbnail, I put my face over Big Dom, the security guard with the Italian flag. Pass. These fucking Eagle coaches, and I, and I love them. Sirianni and Tom, Big Dom, the security Big Dom, the security guy. 
with the Italian flag badges on their sleeves and their hats is so fun. I mean, can you get more Philly than this shit? So if you didn't see it, there was a little moment where the Eagles had one little bit of momentum. Niners were looking good, and then there was a uh, Greenlaw does a fucking late hit on Devontae Smith, and there's Dom, head of security for the Eagles. He gets in there. He goes, hey, separate. And Greenlaw throws a little little jab at his face. And, oh, my, Mato, you get the fuck out of here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't do Devontae like that, all right? I'm big Dom. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Restaurant to go to in South Philly. That's how it started off the broadcast. Greg Olson, those guys are taking, hey, Dom gave us some restaurant choices. Hey, there he is mixing it up. And then they kicked Greenlaw out. And then they kick Big Dom out, and then, of course, he gets a standing ovation. He's going to be a Philly legend. I love him. Philly security. He, he rocks like Puma track suits. You can't get better than this. What security is he doing on the sideline? There's 100 guys in full pads. He's running security down there. So fucking funny. And I, listen, everyone's got to lighten up about this. Everyone's like, oh, how could someone who's not involved in the game? He didn't run on the field. He came, there's, there's a 500 guys on both sidelines. Nobody knows who it is. That's how the Michigan coaches can wear disguises and shit. No one knows. Players say they don't even know who the fucking coaching staff is. They go running out there like, ah, I thought there was a, there was an Eagle game where a drunken fan ran out with the players and he got arrested right afterwards. He, he ran out during the introductions and all the players are like, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. No, didn't mean anything to me. I thought he was just another assistant coach. You know how many coaches we have? I don't know who these guys are. So big dimes. The problem was the referee just never should have kicked the player out. Don't kick fucking Greenlaw out. Hey, gave Dom a little slap. Dom didn't care. Dom's like, hey, you know, Dom's yelling back. So what? So they're yelling at each other. So what? Why are they kicking anyone out of a football game? What could you possibly do in an NFL game that warrants getting kicked out that's not happening between the whistles is what I'm trying to say. Like, oh, that was over the line. You smacked his, you threw a punch. Like they did that to Pacheco last night in the, in the Sunday night game. Oh, but you threw a punch. Who cares? If anything, you're hurting your hand. Why is that being kicked out? During the game, they're smashing the shit out of each other and giving each other brain injuries. That's fine. That's all legal. Yeah, but big dime, big dime. You don't, you don't cross that line, big dime. Throwing security. What fucking security? Anyway, loving Big Dom. I'm going to have to do a video. Wait, I I got, I, all right, I'm not, I'll, I'll, for you see generates, I'll give you a little teaser. I may or may have not ordered Italian flag patches on Amazon today to wear for a Dom video. Okay, I'm not saying not a Dom sub video. I'm talking a bit. Of, I'm talking. Uh, that's a Dom. That's a Dom sub video. I can get into. You know what I mean? Big Dom eating an Italian sub. <laughs> that's a BDSM. But <laughs> oh, CJ, what are you doing? You're having too much fun. Having too much fun sometimes. Um, anyway, Niners destroyed the Eagles. Niners minus three was the play. Uh, I did mention the KC Green Bay game, of course, a Sunday night game. Um, the Chiefs and Eagles are clearly not the same team as they were last year, the Super Bowl teams. That doesn't mean it can't still be, but they got a problem for sure. Packers look good all of a sudden. I will say this, though. And then it comes down to the last drive, 
Mahomes shows another bomb to Vasquez, Marquez, devious scantling, who doesn't drop it this time, but he gets interfered with, clearly. Clear pass interference. Guys all on top of him. They don't call it. And then they do my favorite thing. They go to the rules analyst in the booth. There is no more pointless position in all these broadcasts and these fucking rules analysts. Gene Statutori or Dino Blandino or whoever. Whoever the guy is up there. Because all they do... First, they have they have no other insight that any of us have. What you what you see there, Gene? I saw what everyone else saw. I have the same feed. I'm watching TV just like you. I'm in New York. What did I see? And what did they say? Like, oh yeah, he interfered with him. Great. All right. So he also saw interference. Why don't you just call a fucking guy at the bar at this point? Hey, let's go to uh, <laughs> let's go to Dale down a White Eagle dive bar out in uh, Wilkes Bear. Dale, what'd you see? Ah, oh, he fucking raped him. Are you kidding me? He gave him the full Father Nelson, if you know what I mean. That was interference. Throw the flag. All right. That's what that's what he saw. Dale saw interference. Dale saw molestation. But uh, that's are they going to call it? No, they're not going to change any call. I mean, that's just what happened. That's just what we saw. Just want just to tell everyone what we all saw. Thanks. And then the very next play, they do the Hail Mary. Another interference is Kelsey gets shoved in the back. But then there's just a then there's just a conversation about it. They come in, yep, also, also interference. But this time, you know, it's a Hail Mary, so we kind of get away with muggings. No one really cares. We kind of it's kind of understood that in a Hail Mary, you're gonna get interfered with because we think it's cheap to score in that play. Nobody wants that. And they're, they're talking about it for like 10 minutes. Okay, enough. Who cares? That was blatant. <laughs> I mean, he did shove him in the back, but so what? So what? The Vantai Scanling one was gross. I mean, how do you not fucking call that? Why do I curse like that for no reason? Because I got, I got Dom in me. I got Dom security in me. You know, he dropped a few F-bombs, you mother, you paisano, you passing paisano. Um... Then Patrick, I love they asked Patrick Mahomes about it. And Mahomes is like, and Mahomes defended the refs because he he just unlike just like the TV analyst refs, he is the league. He's like it's like asking the commissioner. The commissioner's not going to come out against the NFL. So Patrick Mahomes, who is the most you know influential person in the NFL, who's not Roger Goodell, he's like, yeah, I, I, I you know I respect it. They let they let the players play. So that's I'm I'm in favor of that. Towards the end of the game, let the players play. Oh, really? Now you're in favor of that, Mahomes? Where were you in the Super Bowl when you got that bullshit defensive holding and you call for you call for every penalty? And listen, very talented. Patrick Mahomes, very talented. Showtime Mahomes. We all know you are the best player in the NFL. Everyone knows about Mahomes. Showtime Mahomes. But he complains and cries for every flag there is. And, you know, it's a competitive advantage. And they're going to throw it for him. So for him to protect him after the fact is a little whatever. Insincere, if you ask me. The Monday night game versus the Eagles, he was in the air. He still didn't even hit the ground. He was in the air. Bitching for the foul. Both arms out. You see this? You see this, ref, as I'm floating in the air? 
And he got it. <laughs> Eric Turner says the Manning broadcast guest should be guest referee for a quarter. Why not? They, they might as well be rules analysts. Here's a fun fact about Dean Blandino. Dino Blandino. He wasn't even ever a referee at any point. Do you know that? Like, they bring the other guys, Gene Sacciatore and all these other assholes. They, at least they were referees, and now they make three times the money to sit in the TV and have no accountability. What a, what a dream gig they have. I mean, that is the most dream gig you can have. You get paid to be on TV four times a broadcast, and there's no accountability. No one cares if you're right or wrong. It means nothing. Dean Blandino, he used to be a stand-up comic in New York. And he, you know, does whatever the fuck he does here. He just taught himself the rules. I, I, I'm not I'm not even saying he doesn't know the rules. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying it just proves that it's a, not even a requirement that you are a referee to be an expert. You can just say you're an expert to get on TV. Good good for Dino Blandino. And big dime. Anyway, Packers win. Chiefs lose. I also had Kansas City. That was a dumb bet. That was a, you could tell that was stupid right off right off the bat. You know they they weren't going to win that game. They certainly weren't going to cover. The bombs itself did not do too well. We needed a five and we wrapped up the quarterly in the circuit contest. We needed to go five and zero. Oh. We did not go five and zero. Oh. We went two and three. That makes us fourteen and six for the quarter, which will not get it done money wise. We were twelve and three coming into last week, and we went two and three. Tough bet. We lost, uh, and even more, even tougher for my loss is I lost my survivor pool. This deep into it, I took Pittsburgh, another game that y- you knew immediately we had a problem. <laughs> I had Tampa Bay, and I switched off last second to Pittsburgh, and now uh, Pickett got hurt on the one-yard line, fourth and goal. Trubisky comes in. They go out a shotgun to give the Najee Harris. He's stuffed in the most inevitable, clearly predictable play in the world. Stuffed at the one. Arizona goes 99 yards for the touchdown. And now we got a problem. And I'm sitting there the rest of Sunday with resting Mitch face. Hoping Trubisky can rally after two weather delays. Arizona beat them pillar to post. What the fuck? And then Jalen Warren saying they overlooked him. Overlooked him? How are you overlooking anyone? You had your first 400-yard game in a generation, and you scored 16 points versus the Bengals. Congratulations. Now you're overlooking teams? Great. So I'm out of survivor because of uh, Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers in general. It was my fault. I should never have switched off Tampa Bay. I had Tampa Bay locked in. The Carolina thing kind of scared with the coaching change, although they did cover Carolina. It was a tight game, but they did get it done. Mm-mm-mm. But resting Mitch face is fun. What are you going to do? They're, they're bound to lose. I will talk about it more because there's nothing worse than people talking about their survival survivor pool losing or something like that. It's like when people talk about their brackets or their fantasy team. I don't. No one cares. I care about my team. That's about it. And my guess. I do feel bad for the bombs I gave out. Let's, what else did we give out? We won Atlanta. We lost Denver. And we lost uh, 
Tennessee Indy. Oof, Jesus Christ. We lost out on a missed extra point to Tennessee. Oh my God. That's what it, things were just, things were just, it, yesterday was a bloodbath. It was a massacre. My God. Just thinking about it now. I can't, you know what? I'll come back. I'll recap some of those bombs. I'll get into the college football and then we'll talk some, uh, man in a box. Erbo has a good point. What is with the Steelers players making excuses after every loss? They just aren't very good. That's a, good, that's a solid point. <laughs> They're not. They do love making excuses, right? Those goddamn yinzers. Deontay Johnson blamed the refs after Jacksonville and they lost their whole game. I know. I was expecting a big game out of Deontay Johnson too because, you know, he had that video of him last versus the Bengals where he showed zero effort on that fumble and he had to apologize to his team, which is pretty rare. He still did nothing. I mean, granted, he had Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Anyway, anyway, we'll come back with that. But first, let me tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is the daily fantasy sports made easy. You go to prizepicks.com backslash SGPN. Use code SGPN for first deposit. Imagine $100. That's prizepicks.com code SGPN. It's just like, you know, your, your fantasy, but with the games, it's how you make it more exciting. They offered a reboot policy. I love prize picks. You do, you do uh, a little higher, lower. Like I said, I like higher Joe Mixon receiving yards tonight, 19 and a half. And I like Trevor Lawrence rushing yards. I think it's 17 and a half. Higher those. You, you, you hire those together and you got, you got yourself a nice prize picks uh, parlay. That'll hit. They got that reboot policy too. I always offer that. I don't always offer. I like I like that. This is what I like about prize picks. Let's, if your player gets hurt, they reboot you, and you get another replacement player. It's the only daily fantasy sports platform that does that with an injury insurance policy. Because that's more like real football. Isn't that the worst about fantasy football? You're playing against someone. Next, you know, your quarterback gets hurt. You're like, oh, okay. Does an NFL team just go out there with 10 players? No, they replace them. You don't just get nothing out of that position. But in fantasy, nope, you get nothing. Sorry, not replaced. Prize Picks replaces it. So go, like I said, go to prizepicks.com backslash SGPN. Use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com backslash SGPN. Code SGPN. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Uh, we're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is where you get tickets on an app without stress. It's the perfect place for last-minute ticket deals. You snag the tickets without stress at Game Time. It makes the perfect holiday gift. You download the Game Time app, create an account, use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. It's great. It's, it's great for what you do is... You wait till the day of the game, and then you, and then the closer it gets to kickoff, the cheaper the tickets get. And there's a lot of lot of events like uh, the LA Bowl coming out here. They're trying to get me to go to that, the Boise State versus UCLA that Gronk is hosting. You get to go meet Gronk on the 50 yard line, and the tickets right now are outrageous. But if you wait till game time, use the game time app with code CFBX, get twenty dollars off your first purchase, and boom, you get a cheap ticket. And it's a seat you know you know uh, where it is too. It's got the 3D virtual thing shows you exactly where it is. So there's no uh, no hunky dory hanky panky going around. You know you don't go up to the vendor and you know, all of a sudden hey this is for the ice capades two six months from now you're like what ice capades I thought 
something was up with uh, Ernesto. <laughs> Ernesto. What's the fucking, uh, what's the Rock's uh, Disney one with Mona or Moan or whatever the hell her name is? Anyway, that's supposed to have a good soundtrack. I don't, I don't feel up with this. What am I talking about? Game time app. Get your cheap tickets today with code CFBX20 off your first purchase. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back on the bottom line bombs. Let me say, my ad reads, I think, are stellar. Mona, says JC from KC. Thank you very much. Um, I can't imagine Game Time would be disappointed with that ad read. That was amazing. Thank you for everyone here on YouTube that's helping me out with my ad reads as I literally <laughs> ad lib the ad reads. That's what I say. And ask the audience, what's that Disney one with the rock? It's Mona. Thank you, JC from KC. And thank you, everyone on YouTube. Make sure you hit the like button while you're watching it here. Hit that thumbs up. I don't even care if you like me. I don't like me, but I tell myself I do just to get through the day and life. So do that, please, for me as well. Hit the thumbs up, like it, subscribe. Tell 50,000 of your friends about this show while you're at it. Um, all right. We're back here on the Bottom Line Bombs. Um, boy, this show's going a little long already because I'm having fun. You know, it, was that, it was that microwave story in the beginning of the same there's so much to talk about, too. I wanted to get into college football. I wanted to recap real quick the NFL, though, again. Like I said, we won the Atlanta. I might have a, I might have a little a gambling thing here with this Atlanta Jets. So we hit Atlanta. That was just a pure fade of the Jets. And their quarterback play, Tim Boyle. Although I wasn't happy when they finally put in Trevor Simeon. Because I'm like, uh-oh, this guy can actually throw a forward pass. But I gave this out in the prop show on uh, Kramer and Sean's main show. They do the prop show on Thursday. They have me on as a weekly guest basically there. Not every week, but mostly a lot of weeks. And we do some ladders there, ladder chatter. And to Jen Parlays. And my favorite to Jen Parlay, which I think I'm going to start doing now. For, for I gave it out. It just missed. Is your parlay, you, 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 can, you know you can put the guy who scores the first touchdown and you can also score the last touchdown. Now, if that's the same guy, you can parlay that together if it's only one touchdown. This happened with uh, the Monday night game versus the Bears-Vikings, which the Bears won without scoring a touchdown, but there was only one touchdown with TJ Hawkinson. So if you had Hawkinson first touchdown and last touchdown, you parlay that, you hit them both. Now, with the Jets, I gave out uh, I gave out Algier. He didn't score. It was some fucking bump tight end, which makes the odds even juicier. McGraw or whatever the hell his name is. So with the Jets, their opponents only score one touchdown because once they do it, 
they shut it down. Because the last thing you want to do is just don't turn it over to them and you'll win. So that might be my angle going forward. Just pick a few guys on their opponents, whoever's playing the Jets, and you pick one one touchdown and that's it. First and last parlay it and you got yourselves a juicy pot. I think they're playing the Texans this week. So we'll have a lot of good options. Speaking of Texans, they beat the Broncos. Big win there. Um, Russ cooked. Russ cooked about four interceptions. Denver, I mean, Houston wanted Denver to win. Denver was like, yeah, no, we're good. Russ said, uh, we're going to ride this nation out. <laughs> that, was a, that was a weird game. They looked like, I mean, Houston went up big. Not big. But they were up early, and Denver came back, and then they just kept – Russ just kept throwing interceptions. Oh, well. well Arizona, Pittsburgh already went down that one. Uh, Detroit, New Orleans. That was a wild one, too. Detroit was up 21 nothing before the before fucking I even sat down, before I even got back from the airport. I landed LAX before 10 a.m. and uh, before I even set, before I even fired up the fired up the TV, uh, Detroit was up 21 nothing. What the hell is going on out there? And then the Saints come back. It's 24-21, and then the scene I think happens in every single Saints game. Derek Carr's shoulder is just not attached to his body. It is always dislocated. He's always rolling around looking for his shoulder. You know how, like, boxers, whatever, or players, whatever, they're looking for their mouthpiece as if it gets knocked out? He's always doing that for his shoulder. Carr's shoulder is always separated from his body on the field. Lane Elliott says, what's up, CJ? I'm late, but I'm here. No, never too late, Lane Elliott. Welcome. We're just recapping the rest of the NFL. Already gave out a couple ladders for tonight's Monday night. Then we'll get into college. And Carr short, and then James Winston comes in. James Winston just—he's just a pure clown show. I love him. I didn't know when did Winston get this fucking. Sl- I mean, he's hilarious. He just chucks the ball everywhere. He does those videos where he's like, the guy's got a broom at him. He's screaming, eating L's, whatever. Anyway, Detroit did wind up covering 33-28. Uh, the, Colts, the Colts game that I lost, we had Tennessee. We lost 31-28 in overtime. Whatever. That was a back-and-forth affair. Could have went either way. Tennessee missed an extra point. That's how it went to overtime. It was... 25-25 going into overtime. What? They miss they missed an extra point with five minutes to go. They blamed Tannehill too, which is hilarious because Tannehill was the holder. The hold was fine. Stop blaming Tannehill. They just love blaming Tannehill. Fuck Tannehill holder. Who's like Tannehill holder kicks? All right. I know you I know we all hate Ryan Tannehill, but let's calm down with blaming him on the hold on the extra point. The kicker just missed it. First of all, there's no reason why Tannehill shouldn't be quarterback. Levis is brutal, obviously. He's terrible. They still should have won the game. I also have a gambling theory. Missed extra points never go in your favor, ever. There's never a situation where a missed extra point is good for you. Somehow, gambling knows it's always bad for you. Even if it is for your team, somehow, some way, a different way, it'll be bad for you. Like Cleveland missed an extra point yesterday. 2019, they should have tied it up. Flacco looked good, by the way. Wacko for Flacco. Flacco looked great. Um, and I had the Rams, who wound up covering. I'll give them that. 
But I'm like, I would rather have Cleveland tied that so the Rams are trying to score and, like, you know, get a touchdown. Now they wound up getting one because they got an interception return to the 10. But somehow missed extra points missed for you. Yeah, it wasn't laces in. Exactly, you are, bro. Like holding it for Ray Finkel. It wasn't Marino with the laces out bullshit. But it was, but it's just Tannehill being out there. They just hate Tannehill. So anyway, and then, and the Colts also blocked two punts, one for a touchdown, the second one to the 10 yard line, the second blocked punt, they, he didn't even kick it. He, they, he got there so fast. He slapped it out of his hand. T- tennis variable. What are we doing here? He just slapped the ball. He's like, give me that ball. He slapped it out of his hand. Then he broke his leg while he's at, ah, since I can hit you, I might as well break your leg. And they did. Uh, the other games, Tampa Bay, we want Carolina, Miami destroyed Washington. I should have had that one. That was an easy one. Yeah, we broke down. That is all the games. All right, let's get to the college real quick before we get to the box. E. Arbor wants, or Todd Morse wants to know if I've seen a Barry Sanders documentary on prime yet. Pretty damn good. I've heard it's good. And it's, and it's, and it's on my main page. Every time I turn on the TV, you know, that Amazon main page, they put that thumbnail at you and it taunts me. Problem is with it. And I will watch it. And it is great. And, you know, Barry Sanders is great. First of all, I don't, I don't like the trailer for it. I don't like to see Eminem and Jamel Hill. I'm like, oh, I don't need to see all these. Everyone's, everyone's got a, everyone's, everyone, I love, like what I got, all right, you went to Detroit, Rick Mahorn, Kiss. What about, uh, <laughs> White Stripes. You got any, what did you think of Barry Sanders? I'll watch it. I heard it's great. I'll watch it. Problem is, like, especially like yesterday, like, you know, like, um, by the time I want to watch something that's not football, I don't want to watch more football, like in a documentary form. Like I feel like I, like I feel like I should diversify my life a little bit, you know, and watch new Fargo or something, which is pretty good. Tune into the new Fargo. Every season of Fargo is good. Anyway, let's get into that college football play. College football, a little bit. I'll talk a little bit about that, just because, like I said up top, I am excited anytime. <laughs> Todd Moore says, Tin Man, Tim the Tool Man Taylor's in it. <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't he be? He's a famous Detroit stand up comic. Um, went to jail. Sold cocaine. Snitched out his dealer. Got out as well as he should. People, people like making fun of him for that, speaking of which. <laughs> why can't I why don't I why does Tim Allen's name slip my mind Tim Allen is his name stand-up comic famous stand-up comic he's Republican so people don't like him at least on Twitter like my generation and they do like saying like yeah he was a snitch that's how he got out of fucking jail so early like okay what would you have done I hope people blaming him for that. Yeah, no shit he did that. Well, would you have gone down with the ship and done 20 years of coke on Twitter? You fucking... Whatever. People talk tough online, is what I'm trying to say. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah, the college football. So Florida State out, Alabama in, which is hilarious. Only because the committee thing. I, 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 people are just upset. And I get it. And it's, it's ridiculous that they did that. It just shows how... 
transparent it is that ESPN and Fox, they run college football. It's because they have a contract with the SEC and Alabama and Nick Saban, and that's ratings. And I get it. Just say They pretty much do say it. But it's hilarious watching people on ESPN defend the decision because it's indefensible. It really is. Their quarterback got hurt, so they, they probably wouldn't be good, says Greg McElroy, a terrible quarterback on a good team that won a national championship. Or tried to win. I don't even know if he won. Who cares? But it's funny. Only the only people on ESPN, Kirk Herbstreet, even though he has old tweets, it's, you know, like they're all they're all hypocrites. Every single one of them. And I get why. I mean, it's that's your it's a monopoly on college football, the SEC and Alabama, and these guys in ESPN and the TV contracts. Except for Booger McFarland, he's the only one saying this is bad because the ESPN because he doesn't get the memos. No one gives him the memos. Like ah. Nah, he's booger. Nobody listens to him. And then all of a sudden he starts going off about how Florida State got robbed. Like, whoa, shit. Someone someone tell Booger uh, this isn't what we're doing. That's not our opinion. Did he not? Did he? Was he not there for the meeting of what our opinions are? Anyway, you can, I mean, and all their takes are so, I mean, whatever. There's just so bad out there. Stephen A. Smith tweeted out, like, this is why, because when TCU lost to Georgia by like 70 in the national championship game, you can blame TCU. What are you, are you just going to skip out that they beat Michigan the week before? Are you just going to just throw that away? Like all their arguments have no fucking merit. It's amazing. It really is. I don't want to get too into college football because college football is already, it. it's, this is the, this is the best way for college football to end. There was no need for it. But we're going to do it anyway. We're going to do controversy because it's so fucking dirty. <laughs> it's just so dirty. Right, exactly. TCU beat Michigan. No one cares. No one cares. Like, oh, well, well, Florida State didn't look good versus Florida. No, they, they didn't. They only covered in Florida, who almost beat Missouri the week before. That's while that game was happening, Alabama did not look good versus Auburn. They needed a miracle to beat Auburn, who was six and six and just got destroyed by New Mexico State. Yeah, but that's Alabama. We don't like to talk about that. They're like, well, we can't have a third string quarterback. The game's in a month. It's not going to be a third string quarterback. And that's more impressive that they won with a third string quarterback against Louisville. Anyway, I don't like to get into the details too much because it's college football, but it's just so dirty. It's run by the South, and that's all they have in life. If they had a stadium that sat 500,000 people in Atlanta, they would be there. Alabama fans would be there. A million Alabama fans would be there if they could see them. That's all they have in life. So let them argue it. Let them have it. I get it. It was kind of brutal. And then ESPN, they trolled him. Did you see it on their TikTok? ESPN put out the thing like they put that Isaiah Thomas sound bite. You know, they're trying to be funny. Like here's Florida State getting snubbed. And it's like, oh, I've made all the requirements. Whatever. It was a joke thing. I love when they tend to have an intern running their social media. They do the joke. Yeah, but ESPN, you're the fucking reason why Florida State's not in. You. No one else but you, ESPN. Roll damn tide, says Todd Morse. Listen, I'm all for it. I don't care. Who cares? Roll damn tide is right. I mean, I'm, not even, I'm not even talking shit about Alabama. Who cares? 
Who cares? I hope they beat Michigan. I'm always I'm always up for beating Harbaugh. Although I don't. If they win on the national championship, who cares? I liked when the newspapers used to vote for the national championships. The AP. The AP the, you can just have your own paper vote you in. Have Liberty win it. Fuck it. The Liberty Christian Eagle of Christ Gazette says, Liberty, national champions. That's another thing. So then Liberty, like I said this in the top, they're, they're, they, took, they chose them over SMU, who won their conference, to play this bowl game, like, well, they're undefeated. They won all their games, even though they had the worst schedule in the country. Yeah, but they, they played who's in front of them. That's all you can do. What about Florida State? Yeah, not with them. No, that doesn't count for them. The AP will rise again. Have the bots do it. Have these, have Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated's AI bots should determine who the national champion is. I should be in the box for this. Let me get in the box real quick. <laughs> Eric Turner says, what's the point of these conference title games if they aren't basically playoff games? Well, they, as someone else said, the games do matter. Just the results don't. Well, who, who wins and loses doesn't matter. How you look, though, that matters. Um, but, yeah, let's have Sports Illustrated's AI bot writers, who they just got caught doing, Let's have them vote for the national champion. Just like the, the way the old, that, that'd be the old AP. I'm, I'm for that. We're all for it. Like, that's the only way we can do it. We, we want unbiased writers. Let's do, let's do the AI bots. SI's up on to something. That's another funny thing, too, when ESPN, because Sports Illustrated's been taking a hit. And they should. They're not the old Sports Illustrated. We all know that. It's not the. And that's all it is. Is people have a nostalgia for old Sports Illustrated. That used to be the pinnacle of sports writing. Okay, well that shit doesn't exist anymore. Magazines in general don't exist. You're not getting a weekly magazine of deep down. That just doesn't exist. So they got caught using AI bots, AI headers, and they they blame some other company. They're scumbags. The people that own Sports Illustrated, not Sports Illustrated. I mean, Sports Illustrated has a name, but the companies have bought them over. Whatever. Point is. And of course they use AI fucking bots to write articles. But now you have ESPN. They love that they can look their nose down upon someone else. They're all talking trash on them like some around the horn episode. ESPN, go. Since when do you give a shit about journalism, ESPN? Your entire network revolves around Stephen A. Smith's fucking screaming and Pat McAfee saying cuzzo in a tank top. You had one show, the sports reporters. You put it on a Sunday morning at 3. And they cut that down to 20 minutes. Fuck ESPN. <laughs> They're the fucking worst. They're the absolute goddamn worst. Here's the thing, too, with that AI story with Sports Illustrated. The articles in question they were, they were talking about, they weren't, like, covering games or any shit that people wanted to think it is. They were, like... Um, they were paid advertising uh, articles, which people do nowadays all the time, including here in Japan, uh, under the hood. You know, it was like a, it was like an article about volleyballs or some shit. Like, ah, hey, regulation volleyballs. Is this going to be the new thing? Anyway, here's a link to buy volleyballs on Amazon. Like, oh, okay. This I don't think a person wrote this. His name was like Eddie Diaz or some shit. <laughs> like and like I think that's a good thing. I don't people shouldn't have to write that. Have their fucking have your bots write that. And if you can't determine 
an AI bot article written about volleyballs with a link for you to buy it, then you know what? I don't think journalism, I don't think journalism integrity is really your, your concern. That's not what you're talking about. Todd Moore says, Beano Cook is rolling over in his grave after the weekend. Oh, Beano Cook. I love Beano Cook. Ron Paulus is going to win seven Heismans. <laughs> um, so I say, I say do it. E. Arbo says, Florida State fan and Jags fan. Done bitching about it. I will give you this to you, Arbo, because you're right. People are saying about the blowout thing. What are you going to You're going to use Vegas lines for any of these games? Yeah, I get. What's the thing? And we covered this in the college show right before this was with Colby on the C block. But that's not even the four. You can't even say it's the four best teams if that's your criteria. Well, we want the four best teams. Well, then fucking put Georgia in there. They only lost by a field goal to Alabama on a neutral field. They didn't lose at home to Texas by double digits. They shouldn't have even lost that game. That ball was incomplete, but they didn't review it. Anyway, but that's not the point. Put fucking Georgia and Oregon and Ohio State. I still think Oregon's better. See, that's the thing. Oregon was favored by double digits over Washington. Everyone, if you just assumed it, and then Washington wins. So you can't just assume these things. Yeah, I don't think Florida State would get blown out either. I'm like, well, the line's 14 by with Georgia. What's that tell you? That tells you Georgia should be in there is what it tells me. And that game between Georgia and Florida State will mean nothing as far as arguments go. Like, see, this is why. Because you're talking about different motivations and di who's going to be in, transfer portals. Anyway. Texas, Todd Moore says, doesn't think should be in there. Texas has different. Listen, every single team has arguments against it and for if you break down their schedule. They all had questionable moments. Florida State included before their quarterback got hurt. They had a questionable game versus Boston College. They should have lost to Clemson. Although Dabo, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I do love about this. If Dabo Swinney, Sweeney or Swinney, whatever that crazy Christian cult leader is down there in Clemson, wherever the hell Clemson is, if he doesn't pull out a, a guy from uh, – Madison Avenue or working a stock market in New York to come kick for him that week. And he shanked a 30 yard field goal and they would have beat Florida state. None of this would have happened. <laughs> so I kind of like that too. Yeah. Texas had a lot of questionable games. They should have lost to K state. They should have lost to Houston. It's if only it, like as uh, if only there was a way to figure this out, like, you know, games, and playing and playoffs because this isn't a playoff. It's a it's an ESPN Invitational. Although that that's been coming out too. How Florida State also pushed back into because the, the twelve game playoff, which is happening next year, is supposed to be this year, but they pushed back on it. ACC and Pac twelve and the Big Twelve. They they pushed back basically because they were angry at the SEC for poaching Texas and Oklahoma, so they wanted to swell their chest. And they got, you got what you deserve. More corruption. Which is hilarious to me. Although I do like how Florida State didn't want to share their revenue with the rest of the ACC because they said they're better than the entire conference. Like, listen, our conference sucks. We are the conference. We should get most of the revenue. And now they have to be like, hey, our conference is good. We beat Louisville and Clemson. And Duke. <laughs> we barely beat Duke. 
But didn't you say they were terrible? Yeah, that's just when it came to money. <laughs> no, of course they had to put Texas in because Texas beat Alabama. That would have been amazing. Why not do that? But Texas looks good now. Like you can't. Texas looks pretty, pretty amazing. But that would have been funny if they put Bama in, but not Texas, and then put Georgia in. Just as fuck. Put, fuck it. Put LSU in too. Put Georgia, Bama, and LSU in. In a conglomeration of Texas. This is what I'm saying. If you're gonna say Florida State's offense looks bad without the quarterback, fine. But so does Michigan's with their quarterback. They look like Florida State out there for Christ's sake. They scored. They were given like fucking 14 points for Iowa. They scored 10 points on their own, if you ask me. Uh, but shout out to Jim Harbaugh for kicking a field goal with three minutes to go, a 50 yarder to cover the spread because I had 24 plus Iowa. You son of a bitch. Anyway, where was I? Um, I guess I can talk about this all night. Well, the show's going long now. Man, I had a couple other man in the box things I wanted to talk about too. But these this it's just so funny. McElroy says Greg McElroy, Alabama quarterback, terrible Alabama quarterback, but with on a good team, ironically enough, is selling the argument that you can't have a team with a bad quarterback contending for a national championship. No? Do you not remember your career, Greg McElroy, and why you exist on TV right now? And he said, I have, a, I have to give a tip of the cap to the committee. A tip of the cap to the committee. The committee. Condoleezza Rice on this committee? She should be. Her and the AI bots are the only ones who should be able to control this thing. Todd Moore said he did enjoy watching The Undertaker handling the Longhorns as a WWF belt, though. That was funny. All right, this is what I'll, this is what I'll talk about. I won't get into the other count, but since we're on college football, this is where I'll finish the man in the boxing here real quick on this. The conference championship games, they were the way they were. What I used to enjoy about them was the Dr. Pepper halftime contest between two people. And it used, it used to be for money. Now it's still money, but now they call it scholarship. Now it's scholarship money, so it's not as fun. It's not as fun when it goes to scotch money. I mean, yeah, it's great, but I like I like when people just get cash. And, you know, you throw a football through a hole, Dr. Pepper hole, and it's a contest. And then it changed. One year, someone realized it's more efficient to do the two-hand chess pass. And people used to mock him for it, and then he got fired. I think Sam Ponder mocked one guy, one guy for it. They called him a pussy, pretty much. And they fired her from it. And now that's all they do is a chest pass from 10 yards out, and it sucks. It sucks. Why don't they change? Why don't they make it a rule that you can't do the chest pass? I don't want Saber Metrics coming involved in our halftime contests. It started with the fucking hot dog eating contest, where all of a sudden, no, you, you separate the dog from the bun and you dip the buns in water and you gulp them down. That's disgusting. Change the rules. I don't care if it's more efficient to two-hand chest pass it or to s separate your goddamn hot dogs and buns. It looks hideous. What, what do you have, a Hall of Fame committee? You have 100 years of uh, history you're, you're trying to uphold? No. You're a Dr. Pepper money. I mean, you're a Coney Island dogs. You can make up your own rules. 
It's supposed to be entertainment. Don't throw the ball like a pussy. That's our rule. Boy, I'm getting fired up now. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, is it supposed to be for, I mean, I'm just saying. You control. I don't want to say we're metrics of my halftime shows. That's all I'm saying. You control the rules. Just make it a rule. You can't chest past it. You have to throw the ball like a red-blooded American overhand. And if you don't get it in there, they, the one kid did get, they got screwed with those rules. So did you see that? It went double overtime and they just gave him an extra football. And so they gave, had to wound up giving both people money. I know that is the thing. It, it, it is, it is less efficient. I get it. And eating hot dogs with a bun is also less efficient. I don't care. But it's something you can relate to. I can't relate to some guy woofing down 70 buns dipped in a bucket of water, sliding it down, and just gnawing on raw hot dog or whatever the fuck. I mean, cooked hot dogs by the fistful. What what the fuck is this? It's like it's got like hound's breakfast out there. I always claim this, and I'll and I'll leave you see generates on this. The best hot dog eating and we never should have let skinny people in a hot dog eating contest too, by the way. That's when things got out of hand. They don't belong there. We had one event. One event we were good at. And these assholes had to come in there, their saber matchups, and ruin it. But William Refrigerator Perry one time he entered a hot dog eating contest. He ate like four. He was just there for a free lunch. He had condiments. He used the bun. He ate on the way there. But he ate four, and he's like, yeah, I, I've seen enough. This is a rigged game. Fuck this. These people, they're doing, they got abs. They're coming out to house music. You're supposed to have shame in this event. You're supposed to wear, you know, maybe a cape and a mask, but you're supposed to have shame. <laughs> Todd Moore says Zach Wilson should throw the Dr. Pepper chest pass might help him <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good line Todd Morse tell you what that's shovel that's what Russell Wilson basically does he's the he's the king of the Dr. Pepper shovel pass when he's tripping well you know you, know, you think it's going down yeah Mahomes is good at Mahomes the flunk Mahomes through one yesterday. Underhand, underhanded behind him. The the old fucking like he's doing a a Jenny Finch softball pass. Whoa, the windmill. Anyway, I feel like I'm losing some people here when I talk about it. Yeah, the fridge had relish on his goddamn hot dogs. Best hot dog eating contest of all time. Anyway, that's gonna do it for today's man in the box. Oh, the show went a little long today, but that's all right. I appreciate all you see generous, especially here today, live with me in the chat room. Yarbo, Todd Morris, everybody knows who they are. Lane Ellie, JC from Casey, Eric Turman, everyone who came through. Chris Bivens with a, and Mark Vale with a recent comment about his wife loving the Kenny Rogers story. Um, anyone who did come late, I, I'm on a Joe Mixon over receptions ladder. Trevor Lawrence over rushing ladder, if you will. And we're taking the Bengals plus 10. Other than that, that's going to do it. Uh, make sure to follow me on X. 
at CJ Sullivan underscore or Instagram. CJ Sullivan was taken. Not like Liam Neeson was taken, like the name was taken, so I just used that with a bunch of underscores in between it. It's on the ticker thing there if you saw that. Of course, subscribe to the Bottom Line Bombs and all the other shows on the SGPN. And uh, maybe, just maybe, we'll get a Dom the Security Guard video coming out this week for Dom Bombs. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's Dom Bomb Show. And we are out of here. Good night.